We have no control over others outside of us. The only thing you have control over is how you decide to perceive the circumstance. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hey, it's Morgan King with Connect Back In. Thank you so much for being here today and for pressing play on this episode. So if you are identifying as being on the spiritual journey, you are enlightened or rediscovering who you are or on the path to enlightenment or whatever that looks like to you, the language doesn't matter so much, you are just wanting to live life in a better way for you, okay? If you are on this path and those around you are not, how do you handle this dynamic? A lot of times we are raised in this environment where everyone thinks alike and we're taught to think alike. And we're taught that it's best to not stand out. It's best to fit in with the crowd. And as we grow and learn and experience life, we can sometimes begin to think otherwise. And if you're anything like me, I like genuinely believe that the opposite, like I'm thinking of a visual right now of like a crowd walking forward And if everyone's walking forward, I'm walking backwards. Like that is the way that I live my life in most cases. And when I was first starting out on this path, it wasn't necessarily easy because I was used to asking certain people for advice. I was used to being in agreement with others and feeling like I belonged in their ideals, right? Like the way in which everyone else sees the world. Like let's have deep conversations, but we all essentially agree on the same things. And I started to discover more and more the deeper I went that I thought otherwise. And it isn't wrong. I want to make that very clear. Everyone is exactly where they should be. No one is doing it wrong. It's just that some of us are in different places. We're all in different places, even though it may seem that others might be in similar situations. Most of us are in different experiences. It's all the way in which we perceive our world, our life. But as you start to take this path, if you will, it can be challenging sometimes if your close relationships aren't moving in that direction. And so today's episode is really to help guide you as you navigate these relationships alongside your spiritual path, okay? So you have this desire to grow, to change, to become enlightened. You already are enlightened is really the trick of the mind with enlightenment. I don't even like saying that, like seeking enlightenment, the whole thing, the whole like getting to enlightenment is to recognize that you're already there. But 
The first step in all of this is knowing your audience. This is crucial. When we first get started down this path is we want to talk to everyone about it and the things that help us, we want to share with them. And even if they're completely, not only unaware of what you're talking about, they're not interested, they think you're crazy, right? Like, this was me. This is why I started this podcast, is I was like, is anybody listening to me? Because they're like, oh God, here goes Morgan again on a tangent. I just asked her if she wants a strawberry. And now she's telling me the meaning of life. Like, (laughs) you've got to know your audience. This is the first step. When you are coming across all this really fun information, you're discovering new things that can feel really inspiring and exciting to you. Number one, if you say it to the wrong person, it can bring up your fear brain, make you feel like you're crazy, make your excitement go away almost instantly. Like think of that new fresh idea and you share it with someone and they're like, well, you know, that's probably not the best idea. You know, like if they can smack you down, it it can instantly take away that like fun momentum that you have going on. So it's crucial that you know when it is appropriate for you to talk about these things to who and to when, because if you're in an environment where it's not openly discussed or people don't agree with it, it's just a waste of everybody's time to bring it up and it doesn't make you feel good. So for me, I'm very protective about this. I don't bring it up. I read the room, right? Like I don't bring it up if I don't feel like it's going to be received well. There's certain circumstances where you are what you are, right? You got to show up authentically as you. I 100% know that. But having super deep spiritual conversations or my thoughts about reality and how you create your own experience, like don't necessarily bring that up if you know it's not going to be received well, because it's only going to make that other person fight harder for their stance. And it's not allowing you to be who you are in full capacity. And you're also not allowing that other individual to express who they are. They don't have to believe what you believe to make it true. That is the biggest falsity, I think, on the path to spiritual enlightenment is we believe it'll be easier if everyone just thought the way that we thought about it but we all think differently about everything. And so just being like, they are where they are, you are where you are, and making sure that you understand your environment, your audience before speaking about this, okay? So that'd be the first thing. The second thing that I think has been really helpful for me is preparing in advance. If I'm going into an experience, whether it's with a large group of people, it's with my family, it's with other friends, that aren't down with this lingo and these conversations, even though I'm so passionate about it and I could talk about it 24-7, I think it's important to prepare in advance. Okay, so if you're going to go into an environment where everyone's talking about politics or they're talking about um, wars or they're talking about the news or just something that is not in alignment with your spiritual path, it's okay. Again, we want to recognize that they are where they are. If that's where they choose to focus, that's their choice. It does not have to be pressed upon you, though. You don't have to shift what feels best for you in order for them to feel comfortable. So ways in which you can prepare in advance is maybe what I do is really, really valuable is imagine a white light 
literally physically covering your entire body, a bright white light that's filled with positive energy and that will only allow positive energies to radiate through it. Otherwise, it will block all negative energies. So just meditating on that beforehand, covering yourself with this white light, and then in whatever experience you show up, you feel energetically protected. That'd be the first way in which I would prepare in advance. Secondly, maybe practice in my mind. Okay, if they bring up, and this is not necessarily anticipating negativity, it's more just like making sure that you feel comfortable in the circumstance so that when it does arise, you know how to handle it. So if you are anticipating someone being aggressive about politics, or like I said, just talking about the news or things that you just aren't in alignment with you, and they're like, oh, put your head in the sand, you know, that that whole song and dance. I think knowing that it's okay to walk away, it's okay to change the subject, or it's okay to just completely not engage. You do not have to engage in those conversations in order to make that person feel comfortable. This at first is an exercise. It's a muscle that gets strengthened over time the more you practice it. And this is not to, again, like you're only worried about maintaining your spiritual alignment. That is your number one goal in these circumstances. And so knowing that you're going to go into them, that they may put you off kilter, someone maybe judges people a lot, or they talk a lot of gossip. This is kind of what I'm talking about is preparing in advance so that you have a game plan for when that arises. Number three is using the opportunity to grow. So for me, I definitely have people in my life um, or had, especially along my life's journey, that just triggered me. Um, They were a representation of the belief systems I used to hold. So I've done a lot of work through affirmations and subconscious reprogramming and all of that to think, genuinely think otherwise, to think differently about my life, about the world, about my experience. Yet there are still things within me under the dust, under the murky darkness, (laughs) not in the light, just completely hidden, that when this is brought up, it can be like, oh, oh God. Is that true? Like, is they are thinking it. I used to think it. Now I'm scared, right? So these experiences are available to us to help us grow. So if someone really annoys you or frustrates you or triggers you, it is not them. You are actually projecting onto them and blaming them for the beliefs that you are telling yourself about you. This one can be hard to recognize, especially in the moment. So if you get really frustrated with someone because they won't stop looking at their phone and they're not being present, this is this is an example from me, <laughs> if you can't tell already. And I'm like, why can't you just be present and like stop trying to be available 24-7? Like, don't you care about how you feel? Like getting angry. That's genuinely, when I'm away from it, I can recognize that I'm completely projecting old belief systems onto this person. Why does it matter what they do? They can do whatever they want. My story is that they are not taking care of themselves, and this is a reflection of how I used to feel about myself. So this one can be a little bit tricky, 
but it's either a representation of a belief that you hold that you're projecting onto this person or simply a judgment. And when we are around people that judge us, they help us. They help us tremendously because how can you show up in that experience and not offer judgment and offer true acceptance of that person exactly as they are? Not wishing for them to be any different because you can't control them. We have no control over others outside of us. The only thing you have control over is how you decide to perceive the circumstance, what you tell yourself about that experience. They are completely, even though we're all connected, I was going to say they're, they're completely, their behavior is completely separate from you. So you can let them be as they are. And when you are able to master that practice, you become so powerful because you pierce beyond the circumstance, the experience that you're going through of someone being annoying, and you just let it be what it is. You are the center of the storm. Like you hold all the power to discern if you're going to allow this to frustrate you or not. It's not about looking at something that's frustrating and making it not frustrating. I want to make that clear. Things that are that we don't like, we don't like. We're meant to have preferences. Those are very important. What it's about is shifting your focus and attention on the attributes of that person that are frustrating and shifting them to attributes of that person that you can appreciate. Every single person, even the people you hate the most, have things about them that you can appreciate. We just tend, when people annoy us, to focus on the things that irritate and annoy us. For example, my relationship with my husband, there have been times, especially um, since we had our son, becoming new parents, we haven't had sleep, our whole lives are kind of twisted upside down, if you will. And there are times when I would look at him and only see the things that annoy me about him. And then there are times that I look at him and all I can see are the things I love about him. Both are always there. I just choose to give attention and focus on what I choose to give attention and focus on. So like you can do this very thing. It's challenging when you're in the moment, when you're really irritated and mad at someone, it's challenging to see their good attributes. So this is, again, we're preparing in advance, getting out ahead of it. What are some things about that individual that you can appreciate, that are good about them, that you like about them? And really allow that to be the focus and watch how that expands and how that becomes your relationship with them. And this is an incredible growth opportunity for you to be able to simply say, I'm going to shift my focus and make this an enjoyable experience instead of one that frustrates and irritates me. A great analogy that's coming forward that I've talked about a lot on the podcast before, it's through Abraham Hicks. And it's this idea that you're at this buffet table. And I want you to imagine the buffet table is a representation of all the attributes that a human being has. And there's delicious cake and there's steak, there's chicken, there's ice cream, there's cheese, there's Brussels sprouts, there's carrots, right? Like this huge buffet table of food. And there's so many different options to choose from. And you don't like eggplant and eggplant is on the table. 
I'm not expecting you to go to the eggplant and eat it and enjoy it. No, you don't like eggplant. That's cool. But there's tons of different options to choose from that you can eat. You don't need to just eat the eggplant. Just ignore it. Push it to the side. Whatever. Fine. I don't like eggplant. Done with that. Now I'm going to look at the ice cream and the chicken and the steak and all the good food that I do like. And it's the same thing about any experience, but this one in specific circumstances is with the individual, with the person. So you may not like that they're always late or that they talk a lot or they're loud or they gossip or whatever, but then there's this whole other, other side to them and they are always doing the best that they can. And they make funny jokes once in a while and they get you a birthday card every year, which means that they take the time to think about you. And that's just really meaningful. So those are just some ideas on how you can use the opportunity to grow when you're on your spiritual path. That's what we're, we we are wanting to do here. We want to grow and expand and just really tap into who we really are. And every individual gives us that opportunity, whether they are kind to us or not kind to us. Actually, the people who are not kind to us give you way more valuable lessons and um, learnings, not necessarily lessons like I'm going to teach you, but it's like, hey, I want you to see how awesome you are and I want you to love yourself as much as I love you. And that's really the goal. So... Um, the final thing here is knowing when it's time to let go of the relationship. Now, understanding that sometimes when it comes to families, we don't necessarily have this option, but um, this can be very challenging, especially as someone, I never want to hurt anybody's feelings. That's like never my intention. But if a relationship is no longer serving me and it has nothing to do with them, Nothing ever has anything to do with anybody else but you. And so it's hard not to take those things personal because if someone were to do it to me, I'm sure I'd get really upset. Like, why don't you want to hang out with me anymore, right? But it really, it has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with you. And you're just in a position where that relationship is no longer serving you. And that is an honest conversation that you have with yourself because you really are who you spend your, your time with. You are. Basically, they say if you take the six individuals that you hang out with the most and you take their average salary, their average weight, um, like all these different things, the averages, like you're pretty much on that same wavelength because we are influenced heavily by those we spend time with. And so if you are in a relationship and it's not serving you anymore, it might be time to take a look at that and see if you could consider letting it go. Uh, not an easy task, like I said, but if you are on the journey of growth, sometimes that is required. And I remember hearing that in the beginning and I was like, I'll never do that. That's never going to happen. Um, but it has. And again, it had nothing to do with those individuals. It had everything to do with me. And I stand by those choices and as challenging as it was, it ended up serving me in the long run. So if you are on your spiritual path and you feel alone, you are not. There are so many people out there. Um, it's great to get in a community of like-minded individuals 
think that is so important. So you have an outlet to talk about this stuff um, and listening to podcasts and YouTubes and joining programs and attending events where there are like-minded people. It just, it makes you feel less alone and it allows you to grow on your path as you discover who you really are. So I hope this was helpful today. Thank you as always for listening and until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In and thank you for listening.